you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message.
magnify his name this morning. Give him high praise in the house today. Worthy is the Lamb. Jesus, you are worthy. presence of the Lord I sense in the house today. One more time, would you give him a hand clap of praise and magnify him? Lord, you're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. The Lord's so good to us. He's so good to us. Why don't you stand with me once more this morning? And I know you've been standing a lot today. But I want you to stand with me once more this morning, and we've already prayed two or three times today, but I want you to pray for the preaching of the word this morning, that as the preaching goes forth, that it touches our hearts and helps us this morning in a very, very special way. I feel the Lord has given me a word for the church tonight, a specific word for the church tonight, and I struggled a bit this morning with the direction to go, and I feel that God finally gave me or pointed me in a bit of a direction. And so this morning, uh, I'm going to do my best, uh, but I need the help of the Lord, and you need the help of the Lord today. You're here today not just to go through the motions of being in church, but to receive from the Lord. I want you to hear from heaven today. I want you to hear from heaven. Would you just extend a hand forward this morning and ask the Lord to anoint the Word of God as it comes forth this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray over your Word today. God, as we are about to preach and receive the Word of God, I pray, Lord, that you send a special anointing, inspiration of the Holy Ghost to fall in the room. I pray, God, over every person here today, God, that somehow your word would accomplish the purpose for which it is sent. And, God, your spirit would make life today in every individual, I pray, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Turn to your neighbor. Tell him I'm glad you're here today. And you could be seated. In preparation for this morning, I walked through this building a few times, and I was asking myself, what is it that I need to say on the last Sunday morning, and I prayed a little bit and asked the Lord, and sometimes God speaks, and sometimes, well, I ask God to speak. So I walked through the building again and again, and Finally, I just said, God, I guess if you're not going to speak to me in some audible way, cause a ceiling tile to fall in front of me, which is common around here. Maybe I'll walk through the parking lot and maybe I'll get baptized by a passerby. None of the above happened. It was just me walking through, wondering what if these walls could talk? What if these walls could talk? When I look around this morning, it was much different for me, maybe than others. I 
often as the pastor, I'm looking from a different perspective. I have a tendency to not look for what is right because I expect things to be right. I look and notice the things that need corrected. Personality, position, whatever it may be, point of view. I am often walking through looking. What, what would I change and what should I change? But my walk through this week has been a bit different as I look around and it felt like everything was speaking. And as I walked in this morning, everything in the building seemed to have a voice. It was speaking. As I drove into the parking lot, it, it spoke. And I walked into the doors and was met. I came early, but already was met in the parking lot and met at the doors and met as I walked through and I found the building clean and prepped. And some people were here doing last-minute touch-ups and working and making things happen. And I'm so appreciative of those things. As, as I walked through, I recognized that if these walls could talk, they would tell a story. A story that perhaps maybe none of us truly could tell. Because in their unbiased opinion of looking upon service after service, they, they were never absent. They didn't come mid-service. They didn't come early or leave late. They, this is home for them. This is where they abide. They have a point of view. What if we could hear the message of the walls this morning and what if these walls could speak? I, I walk through today recognizing that truly it's more than the walls that are speaking, but everything in the room is speaking today. These altars are speaking. The prayer room is speaking. The pulpit is speaking. For some, common grounds is speaking this morning. And without a doubt, the parking lot speaks to us every time we come in after a rain. The leaking roof speaks. The crowded pews speak. The crowded platform for the choir and music ministry speaks. If these walls could talk today, what message would they send to us? What is it that they would say? I began to reflect for myself. It was in this room that I married my wife. It was here that my children attended their very first services. It was in this room that I healed from the passing of my mother. It was in this room that I have witnessed some of the greatest miracles of my life and ministry. Right here. What if these walls could talk? It was in this pulpit that I've spent the majority of my ministry and preached the majority of the sermons that I have preached. It was in this building that I learned to do the work of a pastor. I, I have many fond memories here. I, I, am, I am almost weighted this morning with memories that flood and emotions that come with the memories that are connected with my, my, my almost lifetime here. As I talked to my wife a few days ago or a few weeks ago, she began to reflect and talk about all she remembers as a house of worship is this building. From her very first 
experiences in church, her friendships, her family, the good times and the bad, all of these memories are built right here for 47 years. My office, my office spoke this morning as I walked in. My office has been a place of prayer, a place of revelation, a place of counsel both to receive and to give, a place of fellowship, a place of love. My, my office has been, has been uh, kind of my hideaway from time to time and a few things I, I wish that I could forget. Many, many wonderful memories. Far the good memories of this place far exceed the bad memories. I have many wonderful memories. I, 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 I preach my best and I want to remember them. But I turned 50 this year and it's getting more and more difficult. And I preach my worst here. Thank God I'm 50. And whether I preach good or bad, I thank God for so many of you wonderful people that cheer me on and act like I'm preaching general conference. Thank you. You've commented, you've complimented me when I preach well, and you've complimented me when I blundered, and I knew the difference. We've loved our fellowship together in this building on Delphi Avenue. And it served us well. It served its time. And it served its purpose for this community of believers. But for some times we, for some time we, we have known that, that we have reached capacity. And we have understood that it's time for us to grow. And we must grow. We have grown, but we must continue to grow. The wonderful thing about moving is that I, I have not had one person in this congregation tell me I'm not moving with you. If you came to tell me that today, I'm not available for meetings for two weeks. Of course there are attachments here. Of course there are sentiments here. But God is going with us. And the wonderful people of God are going with us. Those who prayed for me when I was at death's door two years ago, they're going with us. Those who have held up my family in prayer, those who prayed over my children, those who remain, we're going together. We're moving together. I was listening to this choir this morning and I thought, wow, they're doing a great job today, Sister Cheryl, but they're going with us. Much like the children of Israel who wandered in the wilderness and became and it became home to them. But I have to stand and tell you today, much like Moses said, the cloud is going with us, the fire is going with us, and the rock, which is Jesus, is going with us. We understand that we are the church and God is going with the church. He's going with us. The great thing is this church is a building. This week I shared stories. Yesterday we shared stories. My dad is here. He and I remember so vividly the last church that he started 
He bought five acres with an old house. And the old house wasn't much to look at. They had to move it. They had to remodel it. And in the process, they had to have church. That's right. In the Texas heat, they took out the doors, took out the windows, stripped out all the paneling and the drywall. It was nothing but a shell. And dad felt led of the Lord to call revival because his son was in town. That's right. I preached a revival in the Texas heat. No windows, no doors, no insulation, and no air conditioning. And it wasn't camp meeting. But today stands an unbelievably thriving church with a beautiful building. Brand new building. If not paid for, I believe the whole place may be paid for. God is blessing. As a matter of fact, they need to build a building today. But the issue is, and my point is this morning, that whether... whether we're at the point of beginning, whether we're in rented facilities or whether we're in this building or whether we're in the next building, we're going to. The church is not a building. The people of God. The people of God are the church. And we, the people of God, have many wonderful memories. But here's what I'm telling you this morning. Let's take them with us. I'm not going to leave my memories of what God has done right here. I built some memorials in my heart, in my home, and in my family. I preached a whole series on building memorials earlier this year. This is why the memorial of God is going to stand. The memories of what God has done is going to stand. We don't walk away from the experiences. We take them with us. So we are his people. We are his workmanship. God doesn't dwell in temples that are built by hands. Unfortunately to all of you good men that have been working and laboring, God doesn't dwell in the building. He meets with us wherever we are together. If two or three gather in his name, he said, I'll be in the midst. I had a lady come to me in Applebee's some time ago. I was sitting there. Uh, I believe that I may have been sitting there with another minister. And a lady walked up to me and she said, you're the pastor of that church, right? I said, yes. And she said, I've been diagnosed and I need prayer. And she said, would you pray for me? And I said, absolutely. Let me write down your name. I'll put you on our prayer list and I'll pray for you. And she looked at me kind of funny. And I said, we, we'll be sure to pray. And she said, now? And I said, now? In Applebee's bar and grill? Actually, I said, absolutely. I took her by the hand. The other minister took her by the hand. And we began to call on the name of Jesus in Applebee's bar and grill. And you know what? I sensed that God heard my prayer and I sensed that God touched her and she came back sometime later and she said, Pastor, I have a good report. All the issues that I was diagnosed with, I no longer have. I said, listen, God heard our prayer right here in this restaurant. He is not confined to space or location or building." But oh, if these walls could talk. 
I know the scripture says we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. The church is not about buildings, it's about a people. Our salvation and the salvation of mankind is the real purpose of the church. And Jesus said this about the church. He said, I will build my church. Means that he is the owner. The church is not perfect because we are orchestrating and leading the church. But the church really is perfect. Because it's God's church and I'm not willing to be the one to tell him it's not perfect. So if you don't like the church, talk to Jesus about it. Because he owns it. Not me and Brother Danny. We just maintain it and take care of it. We try to be good stewards of it. That's why we have a board of trustees. We're good stewards of what God is doing. But this is God's church. But our salvation and the salvation of all mankind is the real purpose of the church. Jesus said, I will build my church so the church must never get too comfortable with locations because God may speak a building program or an addition program anytime He chooses. He's the owner. And so if I understand English properly, which I speak Texan with a little bit of Hoosier, my truck needs washed. A sense of comfort for all the Hoosiers. You're welcome to wash it if you'd like. Or I may go home and wash it. Jesus said, I know I'm going to get in trouble. So Jesus said, I will build. Will build. If I understand that right, he didn't say, I Built. All you English folks in the room know what it means to say I built. That's past tense. Meaning that everything I wanted to do is done. I built. But when he said I will build, he is talking about future. He's talking about what's coming. He's talking about what is ahead. Jesus said, I will build my church so the church must never get too comfortable with any particular location or building because the church is God's work in progress. Look at your neighbor and tell them, the church is God's progress. God is growing the church. God is adding to the church and God is building the church. The marks of a good church is that it is raising disciples. It is developing disciples, raising up good people, raising up good Christians by training and leading. I was in a restaurant a few days ago, and to my surprise, a man that I knew connected with this church, I, I saw him, I see him often, I speak to him, 
and um, I saw him in the restaurant, and to my surprise, he, he began to ask me questions. He's not a man of a lot of words, but he asked me, how's the building project going, and when are you moving into the new building? And I, I gave him the dates of our last service here and our first service in the new location being next week. And uh, he said, you know, I helped build that church on Delphi Avenue. I stepped back. I said, no. I, I didn't have a clue. I, I didn't know that you. He said, oh, yeah. Back in 1972, and I saw a little glee in his eye. He began to share stories about working on this building with Oni Rutledge, Sister Nancy Irons' father, and Brother Gary Irons. And he started talking about all the sacrifices and he told stories about how Brother Gary would get out of tape measure and his father-in-law, Brother Oni, would say, Just nail it, Gary. And he said, a lot of days of hard work and sacrifice and labor went into the construction of this location. Without a doubt, these walls are speaking this morning. They're reminding us of days gone by, of hardships, of blessings, of revival services, of evangelists that have preached in this pulpit. And it's reminded us of God's provision upon the church. It's reminded us that there have been times that even during my pastorate and before and stories that our late bishop get handed down to me when people spoke to him and said the church is going to go down. But Jesus said even the gates of hell are not going to prevail against the church. Here we are this morning, not because we want gold-plated chandeliers, but because God is growing the church that we're moving to a new location. We ought to Thank God because our family is saved. Our mind is healthy. Our church is growing. God is prospering the church. Without a doubt, these walls are speaking this morning. They're reminding us of days gone by. They're stirring up our pure mind by way of remembrance. And I have to tell you, that after working with some really good, hard-working men, after completing a three-year building project, I have a deeper appreciation for Bishop Price and those who sacrificed to build, to labor, and to pay for this building. I have a greater sense of appreciation today than I ever have. Because honestly, I can say I had no idea what we signed up for three years ago. And had I have known. We would still be where we are. There's days I wouldn't say that. But we wouldn't be where we are as a church. Without the willingness and the sacrifice of the generations who paid a price. 
when you and I didn't even know there was a church going to be on Delphi Avenue or that our family was going to be connected here. There were men and women. Don't ever look at somebody or meet somebody in the community and take them lightly. You don't know who sacrificed, labored, worked, toiled in order for us to be where we are this morning. It didn't happen by accidents. It was good, faithful people. Doing the will of God that brought us to where we are. If I were to ask you this morning, I'm certain many of you could share stories. I teased yesterday and said, I'm thinking about doing an open mic when eyebrows went up around the table. If I ask you this morning to share stories, and I hope you do at lunch with your family, but... If you were here this morning to share a story, and I ask you, so many of you could come today and share stories, the good, the bad, the ugly, the enjoyable, the sacrifices, the blessings, the experiences. How many of you could share a story of an incredible Holy Ghost experience that you had right here in this building. I know for some of our newer converts and for some of our newer members here in the church, maybe you don't have all the incredible stories to tell. Wait, next week we're all going to be first timers. I'm even nervous about what's it going to be like preaching in this new building. I'm even a little nervous about it. Because it's going to be brand new. It's going to be like preaching at a new church for my first time. Folks, I hope you show up next week with some amens, hallelujahs, hand claps. Glory to God. Keep preaching, preacher. I hope you show up and help me next week because I'm awfully nervous about it. But when we get there, I know God's going to be there. And if you're there and he's there and the word of God comes forth, I got a feeling that something good is going to happen. How many of you have stories? Maybe here in these altars. How many of you, let me just, let me just do this. I know, I, I don't worry, I'm not going to embarrass anybody. I hope it doesn't embarrass you to raise your hand. I mean, my goodness, people are standing, clapping, yelling. All right, so we're pretty comfortable here. All right, so, you know, nobody's going to do anything weird to you or anything like that. But how many of you were baptized right here in this location? Let me see your hands. Look around you. Look at all of you that were baptized right here in this place. That is incredible. How many of you received the Holy Ghost right here in this house? Look around you at the number of hands of people. How many of you could share stories of God's provision when you gave sacrificially to the ministry and work of this church and God came through and blessed you financially and you know it was a product of your giving. Look at the hands. Look at the hands. Look around you. Look around you. Don't, don't mind. Look around. It's all right. You're not, you're not being rude looking behind you. I want you to say, I'm trying to build your faith this morning to see the incredible stories of what God has done. How many of you have received miracles of healing in this building right here where God came through and God healed you miraculously look around look around look around I want you to look at the stories look at the story how many of you have been raised from the dead look around you go ahead go ahead see we even have that story this morning we even have that story to share I'm telling you the same God that raised sister Robin right here is here today and is going to meet us on Wabash Avenue next Sunday because these stories are going to continue
Oh, if these walls could talk. What stories they would tell. How many life-changing messages that have been preached. Over the years, we have grown. This building has undergone three major renovations to accommodate growth. And one, because some out-of-control kids drove through the back of the church and tried to make it a drive-in church. But the church has continued to grow. People have come. Some have left. More have come than left, thank God. But the church has continued to grow. Our building at our new location was not an attempt to leave a mark for my personal ministry or even in this city because the story of this church must continue. This church has not yet seen her best years. We haven't had our best services yet. We haven't had our greatest revival yet. And we haven't seen the greatest miracles yet. This church, as a matter of fact, I want to tell you how I'm starting to feel in my spirit. I feel like a little boy that just got his, his walking papers and could step out and he got his driver's license. I feel like the Lord's kind of saying, life is just about to begin for Christian Life Church. What you're experiencing today, it's nothing but just the drive down to the, to the motor vehicle division. But next week, God said, I'm putting you behind the wheel for revival and souls and a harvest is going to to come like we have never experienced. As we started the foundation of our building, our late bishop saw it. I went out to his house. He said, sit down. I sit down and he looked at me and he said, Philip, I mean Brother Jordan, in the way that only he could. He said, you are building too small. I receive that word. I accept it completely. We built all we could afford and then a little. I look forward to the growth that is awaiting us at our new location. We have 400 brand new chairs Available for next Sunday. Everybody ought to bring somebody with them. And we may still have a chair to open. We have 200 parking spaces with the possibility to increase it to nearly 300. There's going to be room to park next week. And did I say on pavement? Why has God provided for the church the way He has? Because God expects this church to grow. Ooh, I feel the help of the Lord this morning. I was at General Conference last week. Jerry Jones preached 
I sat as he began to preach and create a challenge. I shared it to several of my peers and some of my elders. I don't know that I've ever been in a service when I felt the weight of responsibility rest upon me and upon my generation for the future of this apostolic message going forward. God expects the church to grow. I feel commanded of the Holy Ghost to declare apostolic revival over this region of North central Indiana I ask you this morning what do you expect to see what are you going did you come out just to hear another choir or you come this morning expecting to have a funeral I come this morning to tell you ain't no funeral going to happen today nor tonight we're going to have revival somebody can be saved today somebody can be refilled today I accept the challenge brother Jones put forward I accept the responsibility for revival in the region that God has called me and planted me. We're here today because this church, because this church obeyed the Great Commission. God's church is built on the Great Commission. Go ye therefore into all the world, preaching the gospel, teaching them, baptizing them. It is the Great Commission. But many folks treat it today in this society like it is only the Great Suggestion. If we're not careful, we will marry membership and only flirt with the Great Commission. The Great Commission is all about making disciples. Making disciples means teaching. Developing, equipping, sending, and doing it all over again. We must reach our world. Some of you with gifts and talents need to plan to be at the special meeting after service tonight and find out how you can get plugged in. You ought to be teaching a Bible study if you have the gift of teaching. You ought to be reaching if you have the gift of reaching. If you have some spare time or maybe you ought to make spare time, everybody needs to do something. The church is not folding. The church is not going down. The church is moving forward. Revival is coming. It's a good time to be part of the church. This church is about the Great Commission. God is continually adding to the church. Michael, I don't want to embarrass you this morning, but sir, I would like to introduce you to the church this morning. Mike's sitting about the eighth row on my left side. Mike, if you don't mind waving your hand to everybody, I just want the church to know you. Thank you, Mike. Give Mike a great big hand. Mike is Spencer's guest today. This week he went through a Bible study and on Friday during his lunch hour, Spencer baptized him in water calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome home, Mike. We're glad to have you part of CLC. Welcome to our family. We're a growing church together. We're not perfect, but we love Jesus and we give him all the praise. Welcome home, Mike. Today, we have reached a new milestone in our journey. We've had 46 or 47 years in this journey at this location. But before this location, the church spent seven years, I believe, on Gentry Street. And in its formative days, 
the services were held at the home of Lois and Merrill Fishback. Is Sister Fishback able to be with us this morning? Sister Fishback, there you are. You don't have to stand. I just want you to wave your hand so everybody in the room can see you. Would you honor Sister Fishback today? We give you honor. Thank you. The church moved from the Fishbacks home to Gentry Street to Delphi Avenue and now to State Road 28 or rather legal address 2501 East Wabash Street. Just say across from Walmart, everybody knows where it's at. One thing we're going to do is we're going to drop it being the old Carter Lumber. We don't want people to think of it as the old Carter Lumber. If you have to say it, just say CLC, Carter Lumber Company. They were just preparing us to get there. They were like John the Baptist in the wilderness, Carter Lumber Company, Christian Life Church, CLC. Whatever it is, all I know is that's the new CLC. Everybody's going to know where it is. And in just a few weeks, a brand new sign's going up with a 4-foot by 10-foot LED screen that's going up, a brand new logo going on lit day and night. People are going to drive by, and it's going to be a landmark in our community. We're excited about it. So from Kelly to Gentry to Delphi to Wabash, where will the church grow from here? The board of trustees and our construction team have put enough time and thought into the process that our new location should serve us well into the future and the possible of multiple expansions could happen. And, and we, we've come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. I wish my days upon the earth were not limited by time, but they are. And I know my ministry is limited in time. And should God tarry, I know that the work of this church is so much greater than I am and my capabilities. I know this church is going to go on. It is the will of God for this church to continue to grow. I believe that this is the right season for us to move into our future. The reason I believe it's the right season is because I know that God is in control of the timing and the seasons. In our first few services at our new locations, things are not going to be perfect. Please don't get frustrated with it. We're still working kinks out. Maybe we set the date before we knew how long everything was going to take. We're still working. There's a little echo in the room. It's going to be frustrating for a few services, but We've hired a company that's coming in. They're a professional, and they're going to take care of all these echoes. We're, we're going to be establishing new methods. The children aren't going to understand where their class is, and they're going to come out in the middle of service and maybe lost or maybe uncomfortable and maybe not want to go to class because it's, it's unfamiliar and things are going to feel a little different. Come on and learn with us. Come on and grow with us. God is building the church. We are learning our way around our new building. This is what we're going to be doing. But one thing is for sure. God is going to meet us there. 
But I got to close quickly. But this building has many memories. But this building is just that. It is just a building. One day this building will rot, rust, and deteriorate should God tarry. But the church of God is going to prevail and move forward until he calls us home. And should God tarry, the building that we worship in next week will not be able to hold the growth to meet the demands of the revival that God is wanting to sin to our church. We must not become too attached because this world is not my home. I'm just passing through the place we're looking for. Its walls are made of jasper and its streets are pure as gold. I came today to tell you I'm not in love with the location. I'm in love with Jesus and I'm on my way to heaven. Stand with me if you would. The story of these walls have not yet ended. Michael, welcome today, but Michael doesn't have to be the last person baptized in Jesus' name. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, we have water ready, we have robes and towels, and we'll be glad to baptize you today or tonight whenever you're ready. But we still know that the story is not over. There's still another story yet to be written. In just a moment, I'm going to open these altars and invite you to come. I know there's not room for everybody here. We'll have a lot more room next week. But the story has not yet been written. The final chapter is not done. There's still a few lines left. What kind of story are going to be on the final pages? of this building what's the rest of today going to look like what kind of story will these walls tell let's not go through the motions this morning but I feel like we ought to come today with a praise on our heart with thanksgiving on our heart if you're here today and you've never repented of your sins you ought to come today and say I'm leaving them right here If you've never been baptized, you ought to do it today and go with us a brand new creature over to the new location. If you've never been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you ought to come today and say, Pastor, I want to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You can have it right here today. God's still pouring it out in these last days. Let's not go through the motions. If you need healing in your body, there's a miracle worker still in the house today. There can be another story told. These walls can tell another story. There's still help for you. There's still hope for you. There's still a way for you. Whatever you need, God's still got it. What story would these walls tell on the last pages on this last event of this last service? Eyes are closed. Heads are bowed around the room right now. Right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak to every person in this room right now. Lord, that you would give courage to those who feel timid or embarrassed some today Lord who know that they they should just step out today and not let the story end where it is but God that the story needs to continue to be written I feel Lord I feel the angels of heaven standing with a pen ready to write another name down in the, in the Lamb's book of life 
I pray for courage right now. I pray over this church right now. Let the Spirit of God flood through this place right now. Come on, church, all over the building. Lift your hands toward heaven. Let's begin to magnify the Lord. Let there be a flood of the Holy Ghost. Let there be a flood of the glory of God. Lift up your voice all over the room right now. Begin to magnify the name of Jesus. Let there be a flood of the Holy Ghost sweep over this house. Let your glory fill this place. Let your glory fill this place. Let your glory fill this house right now. I open these altars now. Step from where you are. From the front to the back. Let's come turn this house into a prayer room today. He's going to do it again. He's going to do it again. Come on, reach out and seek the Lord for a few moments today. Seek Him today. He can do something fresh in your life. I ask our ministers to move through the audience today. Pray with people today. Lay hands on folks today. Strengthen one another in prayer today. There's still a story yet to be written. Let him write it today. Let him do it today.